from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. The potential's always been there. Mm-hmm. Just have to see it and act on it. Matter of fact, the streets of St. Charles right now is one of the most successful developments in the Midwest. River Point, which adjoins streets of St. Charles, uh, is probably going to be uh, one scale up from that. What about the people who were living in this area? Were they all willing to, to relocate and, and move out? Actually, everyone that's in the area has relocated except for one family who I met with this week. Some of his concerns were wetland and things like that, and uh, some were family legacy and the fact that he's the last person down there. So you're saying this is a good deal for them, but if they choose not to go, you'll build around them. That's correct. I'm Sarah Fenske. The River Point project is now underway in St. Charles. The $350 million city-backed redevelopment effort is transforming a 120-acre swath of the city. In addition to a 30-acre lake, the city has plans for office space, hotels, residences, and retail. That's all in the area at I-70 and Main Street on the Missouri River between the Ameristar Casino and the Family Arena. And joining us now to explain a bit more about what's afoot is St. Charles Mayor Dan Borgmeyer. Mayor Borgmeyer, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be with you today. So, Mayor, there is a lot uh, planned for this development. Is it all under construction, even as we speak? It is all in play. Wow. So this feels like a big moment for St. Charles. Uh, What made you guys decide you needed to do something this big to draw people in? Well, when I decided to run for mayor three years ago, I I was a businessman for 45 years, owned a marketing firm, and I took a good look at the city where I was born and raised. Grandpa used to be the U.S. Marshal kind of thing. And we're landlocked. Uh, St. Peter's and O'Fallon years ago were aggressive enough to annex a lot of land around us. So we really don't have, we have borders. And, uh, the other th- and so the only opportunity that I could see for development was the riverfront, which, of which we have five and a half miles in play right now. Incidentally, for the purpose of the conversation later on, it's called the Riverwalk. The entire five and a half miles is called the Riverwalk. And then River Point will be, it'll be River Point on the Riverwalk, Frenchtown on the Riverwalk, Newtown on the Riverwalk. Anyway, uh, the five and a half miles look like a good opportunity. I have an aging population. Uh, our average age here is almost 50. Mm. So I needed to, something to attract millennials. I needed something to attract growth and to get the sales tax revenue up. The casino has been a huge boon. They see 11,500,000 people a year. But gambling uh, gambling parameters have changed. They're spending more money, but there's, but there's less people attending. Mm. And as a result, we get paid by the people who attend. Uh, That's a throwback to the days when they cruised on the river. Yeah. Well, so is the goal with this whole River Point and then River Walk, is the goal tourism or the goal to bring in younger residents? Both. Both. (laughs) What's a bigger priority for you? I used to say to my customers, what do you want, volume or profit? And they would do both. So, (laughs) yeah, we we wanted to become a more active community. And to do that, we have to have uh, entertainment and other kinds of social venues and and interesting things for people to do. So it's a two-pronged sword. Uh, Actually, actually, I was on an airplane four days a week for 20 years. I flew all over the United States, different city every day. So the advantage I had coming in was kind of been there, done that, saw that. 
And one of the things that I decided to do in St. Charles, we have an incredible uh, historic district. And people come and they love it, and a lot of people come just because of that. But at the same time, a couple days there, and and you're pretty well there. So they come for conventions, they go down there one day, and they leave. So as Mike Klinghammer, our director of development, said, we need to to develop staycations. So we've divided the Riverwalk into six boroughs, Northtown, Frenchtown, North Main, South Historic South Main, River Point, and South City. So each one of those areas has a different vibe to it. So you can really come to St. Charles and spend six days, one day in each venue, and do totally different things. And all of those different boroughs, those are all meant to be destinations. They absolutely are, yeah. Newtown is very eclectic. It's uh, kind of a spinoff of uh, Centennial down in Florida. Uh, a lot of the millennials like to go there. In my advertising company, almost everybody that moved to St. Charles liked Newtown because it's very creative and very hip. Frenchtown was the older part of town and had a lot of car dealerships and repair shops and those kind of things, which are all good. But we've purchased a lot of those, and those are starting to become brew pubs. And uh, we have a container city going in, and uh, my legacy, I guess, is the first tattoo parlor in St. Charles. So that's real vibey. And then you've got North Main, which is entertainment, South Main historic, River Point, which I'm going to say is eclectic and higher end. And then you got South City, which is going to be pretty much corporate headquarters and things like that. So is there anything you'd point to? You mentioned all the traveling you've done. Is there something you've seen in other cities where that would help us visualize uh, what you've got underway here? Uh, various things. Greenville, South Carolina. If somebody said you got to pick a city you lived in the rest of your life, much as I love St. Charles, it would be Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, and they have – in September, we're having a community table. Uh, they do that in Greenville. It's 400 foot long. It runs right down Main Street. Everybody brings a dish, and the city supplies chicken, and it's just a big community affair. So we're we're having uh, outdoor boxing matches on in Frenchtown, and we're, we're trying to do a lot of things like that to attract the populace and to make St. Charles a destination and a place people want to come and hopefully live. Hmm. Uh, St. Peter's, I think, right now has a thousand apartments. Uh, they have Amazon, so they need a lot of that. We don't have much apartment living in St. Charles, so a lot of the new uh, development in River Point in Frenchtown and and elsewhere are uh, apartment complexes. Hmm. Well, Jerry is calling from O'Fallon, Missouri. I understand he has some thoughts about how y'all are doing. Let's see what Jerry has to say. Jerry, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Good afternoon. I've been involved in the St. Charles community for about two decades now. Usually I'm, you know, volunteering with the Foundry and the Board of uh, Riverfront Arts. Mm -hmm. I've often said that I see few places in the United States that have as much untapped potential hmm. as St. Charles does. And uh, I think uh, Patty York did a good job. She was the driving force behind uh, the streets of St. Charles and even had to fight people about tearing down the decrepit uh, Noah's Ark to do it. But uh, I'm glad after a, a hiatus for uh, several years of not much going forward that uh, you know, we're finally to see the city taking, uh, taking a direction you know, going forward and uh, looking at what uh, the potential could be. So, Jerry, anyway. you, you have some high hopes for this development. Well, yes, and I think the, you know, the, the potential's always been there. Mm-hmm. Just have to see it and act on it. Jerry, thank you for that call. Uh, Mayor Borgmeyer, is that uh, the prevailing sentiment among residents? People are pretty excited about this? I, I believe so. As a matter of fact, the streets of St. Charles right now is one of the most successful developments in the Midwest. River Point, which adjoins streets of St. Charles, uh, is probably going to be uh, one scale up from that in terms of, of economics and things like that. Uh, Frenchtown, uh, for all 
intents and purposes was dormant, and now we're bringing that back to life. So, like I said, all five and a half miles uh, are in in play. I met this morning with the people from American Car and Foundry, and that's 550,000 square feet of historical buildings that we're looking at a huge development process on. So, and the nice thing about it, I think I went into this with no delusions about government funding and handouts and everything else. Um, um, this is private sector money. These are investors who are coming in based upon return on investment. So they have skin in the game. They have a reason to see things go and remodel. And where else can you go? Like ACF, 550,000 square feet of historical buildings. Come in, clean it up, make some applications. And uh, it's going to be very, very exciting from, from one end to the other. River Point right now is our main focus. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to, And a lot of people were concerned environmentally because it was initially called Bangard Island. Bangard Island is a land grant that can never be built on. So the reason we renamed it was so the environmentalists and and the and the conservationists would not be threatened by that. So in the 30-acre lake, in our cooperation with the Corps of Engineers and DNR and everybody else, is now going to be mitigated wetlands, and there will be a seven-acre lake that's going to be built. But we do not want to cause flood problems up or down the river. So basically, if you're going to if you're going to deny flood lane, you got to provided someplace else. So that's all part of what we've been working through. And we've been approved basically by the Kansas City uh, Corps to move forward with a lot of the projects. So that that part involving Bangard Island, that does seem to be the area that, that has drawn the most controversy around this project. We actually heard from Scott George. He's the conservation chair at the Webster Groves Nature Study Society. He says he's been opposed to this project because of the changes that are in store for this area of Bangard Island. Um, and here's what he had to say about what's being planned there. This adding back in the lake creates all kinds of problems. Obviously, it would excavate existing wetlands, emergent forested wetlands and shallow water that provides potential habitat for rare enlisted species. And the river chub and other things have been found right in shallow water around Bankard Island. And, and some neotropical songbirds have also been found right in the area. Um, so... They're affecting a lot of just direct impacts to habitat. Um, And then it also, any excavation in a floodplain area like that in sandy soils, um, this new lake will alter the hydrology of other wetlands outside of it. So that is Scott George. He's with the Webster Groves Nature Studies Society. He's basically saying you're, you're kind of messing with what nature has right there, and this could cause some problems. I, I'd love to hear you respond to that. Well, with all, with all due respect for his credentials, I mean, the Corps of Engineers and the Department of Natural Resources and all the other people we're dealing with have likewise credentials, and we've been very careful about any floodplain that we uh, are going to assume it needs to be mitigated with other opportunities. Initially, the 38 Lake was not even connected to the river. I think the conservation or the environmental discussion is there was a slough which has now been filled in with silt over the years. Uh, about half the year, or at least a quarter of the year, Bangor Island's underwater, so it's not that habitable. Uh, the other part is I I grew up here. My contention is that slough is full of baby carriages and old tires and swing sets and stuff that came down the river during flooding mm. and basically blocked the slough, which then filled in with silt. So I don't know, and, and I, I, nobody's identified a, a rare species or anything else in there yet. It's just a natural preserve. And again, we have no intention to do anything to Bangard Island. The reason we did the lake is to completely remove it from the uh, from the river 
and the opportunities to build a lake that will all be mitigated with offset uh, and, and other wetlands. So that's why we went with wetlands, and it, basically in cooperation with the uh, conservationists and the environmentalists. Hmm. And so for this lake, you're basically creating a lake here. Is the idea that this can be a real source of, of recreation? Source of recreation, and, and, and just an amenity that it's going to be surrounded by restaurants and buildings that, uh, you know, it's a nice view. People like those water views, for sure. That's right, they do. So, you know, you're talking about 120 acres in what I think of, at least, as kind of the heart of St. Charles. What about the people who were living in this area? Were they all willing to to relocate and and move out? Actually, everyone that's in the area has relocated except for one family who I met with this week. One Uh, family? Is that, that holding things up? Uh, no, we're going to build regardless. But uh, the, the gentleman is a—he's my age. He's a Vietnam vet. We sat down uh, on uh, Monday of this week or Friday of last week, rather, and had a very nice visit about what his concerns were. Some of his concerns were wetland and things like that, and uh, some were family legacy and the fact that he's the last person down there. But uh, mm. we had a very good, amenable visit. I said, "We're not going to take your property by eminent domain. We're not going to drive you out." But again, from the standpoint of buying the property, on its property an opportunity that his family will never have again for generations. So that's the decision they're weighing right now, and we will respect that. So you're saying this is a good deal for them, but if they choose not to go, you'll build around them? That's correct. Wow. That's correct. Well, well, these are some big plans underway. It's exciting to hear about this. If people want to come down and, and take a look, they'll be able to see cranes going up, dirt flying. Uh, actually, our biggest announcement was chicken and pickle, which is a new... Uh, Chicken restaurant with pickleball courts. They serve 700,000 people a year in the restaurant, 60,000 a month, 2,000 a day. Uh, it's quite an undertaking, and since that happened, now the phone's ringing, and I was just told yesterday that we've acquired three more very high-end restaurants and, and uh, entertainment venues from around the country. We're trying not to cannibalize the streets of St. Charles. It's mm. very successful. We don't want people just moving across the street. So um, uh, Adam Glozer of Scout Realty is working with us, and uh, he's been able to bring people in from around the country. And as you know, uh, um, Clayco is our developer, and they've been very aggressive about bringing in new people and new businesses. So we're very excited about it. Well, good news for pickleball lovers. I know we have many of those in our <laughs> listenership. You're going to have yes, to get to St. Charles, y'all. Yes, so. we do. <laughs> All right. Well, St. Charles Mayor Dan Borgmeyer, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. 
Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.